I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. Hi, Frank. So, um, it's all gone off a bit in the the Absolute studios. First of all, we played (laughs) the wrong news intro. Although that was high drama. Yeah, producer got told off by Vicky Blight. (laughs) Too too much hi-hat. Too much hi-hat. In in a very nice way, because Vicky's a very sweet person. But I can hear, it is in the tone. She did. She said, there's one specifically for Saturdays. Oh, God. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't know where to look. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Nevertheless... Um, I, uh, oh yeah, and, and then Emily comes in, uh, refuses a cup of tea early on, <laughs> early doors, uh, as they uh, say in the southeast of uh, England. Yeah. And, uh, and then says, well, what, what did you say? I was shocked. I just said, I'm on an all-white diet at the moment. An all-white diet, which is, is the new book by Michael Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> the all-white diet. Um, yeah, what? it's not a, a kind of horrible supremacy thing. I just... I've totally <laughs> terrible. Did, yeah, no, it's because I did. I had my teeth whitened. I had a procedure, <sighs> and no, my whitener was over from Vancouver, so I had to grab it. Your whitener was <laughs> over from Vancouver. <laughs> Hold on, he didn't do the Vancouver Whitecaps, did he? The uh, the football team. It's all falling into place. You see, Rick, your whitener was over from yes, Vancouver. That a- is the best thing I've ever heard. I wonder where my whitener is. <laughs> I don't know, but I hope he shows up soon. Yeah, I, don't, God, um, I think he's taken his own life. <laughs> oh, if I went in and said, "Could you wipe these?" I think there would be. Oh, sorry, we uh, we're not we're we're closed on Tuesdays, sir. Oh, I'd love you to come to my whitener, Frank. No, I that'd think be. He'd, yeah. So when you had them white, so I had them white and yes, yeah. I and must say the glare. I'm, do we have any good? shades? Is there any absolute <laughs> standard <laughs> issue shades I could put on? They're nice if you get up in the night. Though. I told. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't go to Jodie Marsh with them. No. So, uh, fortunately, he didn't. Well, we went would a man from Vancouver have got that <laughs> reference? <laughs> well, he just laughs politely any, anyway. Uh, okay. I said. Well, that's the connection. But, um, so, what I, it means no tea, but it does mean anything. No curry, obviously. No Lee and Perrins. Oh, my goodness. No. That'll be fatal. Um, so, you've just got to be careful. You said the worst thing I could eat would be blueberries. I think, yeah. Because blueberries, I, I don't know about you... But I get, if I clean my teeth shortly after blueberries, the whole, you know, the brush is... Really? Well, yeah. it's neither hither nor nither. Nor, <laughs> oh, I can't even say it with my, my post-blueberry... Uh, well, and we I saved think, we saved from a lollipop. That would have been a disaster. Oh, that would have been where sweets that all turn your mouth a colour. Mm. But I like the idea of the all white diet. It sounds like a piece of Roman Catholic history. The, uh, the all white diet of 1351, in which um, Archbishop. McKentos was was found to be a heretic. (laughs) And of course, let's not forget the clash. White diet, I'm going to diet. White diet, I'm going to rock and roll. It's all there. 
Well, I'm, I'm excited by it. Though I'm I'm personally, I find the bleaching of teeth abhorrent and immoral. But, you know, I <laughs> well, still... Well, we can see that every time you open your mouth, <laughs> darling. But this, my teeth, I see, in a way, they're like a journal of my life. If you look at my t- teeth, you can see things I that wondered work. what the writing was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, st- when I played um, Stick and Stone in, in, in the gutter, I've told oh, this yes, before, I and I stamped on it, and that you can still see that chip on my teeth. In fact, you still see that chip I had for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so stick and stone break your teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently but so. I think it's uh, it's important. I think you know when people say we checked his dental records, that's yeah. the old idea. One's entire mm. life is laid out in in your orals. Yes. I can, I can Whereas see that. Whereas yours is a, it's a clean sheet. It's it's, it's year zero. It's, it's, it's Potian. <laughs> I say it's Potian. If you want to text us about anything, including the whitening of teeth, um or anything um, deriding therefrom, yeah. we are on uh, eight twelve fifteen. I said eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> That's uh, just double double said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's good to do that. I'm also very worried about Imogen from Big Brother, who oh, has been uh, has been restrained terrible. from doing a, a lucrative kiss and tell story. What's happened to oh, this country? No. She's devastated. What's the point of going out with a, a, a married footballer with children for six months if you can't? Make money at the end of it. I know, and these the difficult financial girl. times, it's not fair. Poor girl, she's had to cut her costs and sell the story <laughs> of not being able to sell her story. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's obviously she's gone Cliffordian. Well, I was going to say on the bright side, Clifford you've has been a, able to. You've got a chick saying that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> He's been able to crack out a spring blue blazer. Yes, yes. We all, we keep we have a Max Clifford watch on here. Whenever mm. he appears in the papers, we're always uh, looking out for his his garb. Yeah. He's, I'm liking him at the moment. He's gone a bit um, Kylie Minogue boyfriend. You know that dark suit, <laughs> white open neck shirt look. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But poor Imogen. I mean, yeah. I mean, never mind the bloke's wife and his children. What about poor Imogen who uh, who can't sell her story? Let's have a moment for her now, shall we? Oh, hold on a minute. Let's not. Let me just take some of my white goods out of my mouth. Okay. Um, Uh, uh, Yes? We've had some texts in, Frank, already. (sighs) Lovely. I love it when it starts. Already. On 8.12.15. We've had a text in, re-my-whitening. This is from Dino in Erdington. Whitening, surely that's the tipex of the iceberg. Fabulous. They're off. Mm. They're off. They're (laughs) off. Listeners. Yeah. Very good. We've had Frank and gang. As I can't listen to the show today, I've... I'll have to guess what the texting will be and hope for the best. I sprained my ankle falling over a, ch- a chair at Deepdale celebrating Stuart Barlow's second goal in Wigan's 4-1 win over Preston. I'll tune into the podcast to see if I'm correct. Matt, a.k.a. Parisna 778. Um, yeah, but what's he's, the suggestion for the texting? He's, but, he's, but he's guessed the answer. Uh, I guess it's some when have you oh, injured gonna... yourself celebrating something. I guess that's what he's suggesting, maybe the... I or see. just injuries... I see. He's not right, is he? Well, no, he's, he's broke his ankle, <laughs> the poor lad. Well, it started well. No, it's a slight dip. Um, it's a slight dip day. I'm, I personally, I'm still basking in the Vancouver Whitecaps, Joe. <laughs> nothing, nothing, can, nothing can rain on my parade. <laughs> you're still basking in the glow of my teeth, I think. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah. Brian... It, it has gone a bit um, close encounters in here. <laughs> you know that bit when the door opens? Mm. <laughs> Go on, Brian. Oh, dear. Brian, hi, EFG. 
Um, he's he's got some news about Peter the Wild. Well, he's got a suggestion. Oh, Peter Wild, Peter the Wild, Peter the Wild. In case you don't know, he's the um, the, the boy Savage who mm. uh, was kept by George the First as a, as a pet. And um, he's a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him um, the, that honour. Friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Brian was looking at something on YouTube about Peter the Wild, mm, and research. he says, yes, he says someone called Lucy explains that Peter used to wander off from the farm he was staying at, sometimes quite far. Lucy produced a collar he used to have to wear so that anyone who found him... Sorry, I always find that so funny. I'm glad you find that funny, a small, wild child being uh, being kept on a leather collar. It's my teeth, they make me heartless in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so that anyone who found him could return to the farm for a reward. It occurred to me that Peter may have been the ultimate pedestrian racer. His fellow pedestrian <laughs> opponents would literally try to collar him. <laughs> That's Brian from Saltburn. I like that. I, I like that as well. Yeah. It's sort of pedestrian racing with a handbrake on. Once you've got uh, once you've got a grip of his his halter, I'm going to call it his halter, just to give it a bit of um, 18th century retrospectiveness. Yeah, why not? Oh, good old Peter the Wild. We're always keen to hear any any Peter the Wild stuff you've got out there. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our fingers on the pulse. We've gone from Imogen from Big Brother. Mm. Already, you, one might argue, slightly out of date because of the demise of the series. That so is coming back on five. Mm. But then we've uh, knocked a, a six-inch nail through it with... Um, <laughs> Who probably had a, a six-inch nail knocked through him in his time as George, <laughs> George the First was feeling playful. <laughs> Peter, come here. Um... Oh. Um, Lord Buckingham, will you get me a hammer and nail? <laughs> so, uh, I had a strange... I went to uh, a bicycle shop. You may remember I was bought a bicycle for my yes. birthday, even though I, mm. I can't ride a bicycle. That was by your manager. Yeah. And, and you learned uh, to ride one, though, didn't you, as well? You well, lessons. I sort of. I'm in the process. Right. It's okay. work in progress. But that I was told that the bike was too big for me. And it does look... Oh. It looks a long way down. Oh. Penny farthing? Um, I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> I never ask that with gifts. But so I've got to go and get a. So I went. Uh, I went into a, into the bicycle shop um, that w- that was uh, supplied it to, to try some bikes to see which one I liked. Mm. So um, there was one I liked. I want it nice. I want it so I can put my feet flat on the floor. Really. I oh used, yeah. I can't ride a bike, but I used to have one of those. Um, do you remember those red and yellow scooters that kids used to have? Mm. Probably a bit yes. before your time, with the big white wheel scooters. I used to have one of those. I used to, uh, I used, they used to, kids used to kneel on them. Do you remember that? If you were going downhill, you'd actually go down and, and kneel on the scooter just mm. to feel that little bit closer to the yeah. pavement. I have done, I've gone on, kneeling on the scooter, I've gone down a hill, straight into a Catholic church, parked the side of a pew, and just gone straight into prayer <laughs> without having to change any posture whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, the bike I liked um, was um, Song Crossbar. Oh, okay. It was a okay. lady. It was a lady bike. It's a ladies bike. Ladies bike. Did it no, have a little basket? Um, no, it didn't have a little oh, okay. basket. But um, streamers on the handlebars? No, no. <laughs> you're you're stereotyping the the whole female cyclist thing now. Mm. I, no, but it was. Um, yeah, what I want to I want to go the whole hog and ride side saddle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just two two feet daintily pla- daintily placed on one pedal. Yeah. Just on the side. I'm lo- I love some- whatever good. happened do people still ride side saddle on horses on horses oh. I'll have to ask some of my know. posh friends how do you decide which side to put your legs when you go side saddle oh I don't know I think you just leap up there and hope for the best <laughs> is, is there some equine is there some equine or do you change after a bit because mm. you, you know say if you're riding into the sun 
Yeah. You're just going to get tanned on one side. Exactly. I think the side you get on, I think the side you get on the horse, you keep the legs on that side because I think it's about wearing a skirt. I see. It's about not having to splay your legs out. Oh, yeah, let's just leave. Uh, let's leave. Well, I think that's what it is. I'm thinking. I know, but don't use the word splay. It makes okay. you feel ill. No, I don't like that. I think <laughs> it's if my the, worst word. If the horse dresses to the left, you put your legs to the right for balance. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine that uh, Phil Oakey from the Human League used to ride side saddle quite a bit into the wind. Started with the centre part at the beginning of the journey, and the whole thing was forced, forced across to one side. No, but it, isn't it odd in this in this the twenty first century mm. that that still that the idea of a lady's bike and a, mm. and a bloke's bike? I've never understood why the ladies is without a crossbar, but the man's has a crossbar. Should that, you do you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd think the other way. Yeah, because why? Well, because well, hold on, we'll talk about this. <laughs> I'll draw you a picture. This is Frank Skinner. I was just um, debating the whole um, why women's bikes don't have crossbars things. Well, some of our listeners have texted in, Frank. We've I had knew, one. I knew they would. You don't even have to ask. It's very them. This whole subject. Yes. Um, six to eight. Ladies' bikes have a longer <laughs> crossbar as they tend to have a longer body than men for the same height. Do they? It's interesting. A longer body than men for the same height Su- suggests that women are short-legged. Squat, even. Mm. Whereas I think of women with enormous long legs. Really? In the Shirley, Shirley MacLaine style. Oh. Mm. Oh. Um, Pete the Meat from East London. Mm. Who I'm is, worried. Um, I'm worried. Early I'm on. I'm very worried. Well, I wonder if this is... There was a gig in Leamington Spa that used to be... Um, and there was a guy called Pete the Meat in that, and he always used to eat this some is, meat. This uh, is Gareth Richards' junior comic reminisces <laughs> <Yeah>. radio. F- <laughs> oh, sorry, carry on. He used to eat, have a bit where he ate quite a lot of meat. On stage? On stage, yeah. Mm, he kind of was or? one of the produ- promoters. No, just it would be a different sort of cooked. Yeah. You think it could be him? It could be. Anyway, what does Pete the Meat have to say <laughs> for himself? Says, the reason I think women do not have a crossbar is that they do not have to... So they do not have to lift their leg up too high to get on the bike, especially if they're wearing a skirt. So oh, that's, I think that's oh, a good oh, He might be a carnivore, but he's no fool. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be right. It's, it's, it's all about decorum. But then, it, then you get on to the other sort of... Uh, you see, uh, as you say, the, the problem with the crossbar is for a man, is there's a certain, you know, there's, yes. a, there's a threat. I mean, if you're out... Say if you was out on a late night rodent hunt, mm. you know, <laughs> you know when you can't sleep and you think rats and mice—that's your first yeah. thought. Well, you could. The nice thing is you could you could uh, you could perch a couple of tawnies on that crossbar. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Or a, or a barn, a bar uh, snowy would be. <laughs> would would, be they, would the they not go on the handlebar? I would put owls on the handlebar. I I, I don't like uh, the talon too close to. Uh, <laughs> to my hands okay. I, I'm not saying they're deliberate. you don't mind on the crossbar no <laughs> on the crossbar I'm alright what I've found I have, I have I'll be honest with you I'm talking as if I've done it all the time I've done it once okay. oh okay and I found that the L nearest to me started to nestle into my lower abdomen and the other one became jealous <laughs> so there was a bit of L friction yeah. so either one or three you remember that PG's numbers. song oh 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 L friction we're out for a ride remember it the lyric? Have I got horrible that? song I forgot that L friction would have been uh, to me I'd have viewed the whole band in a different way if they'd have had a song called L friction that'd have been one of my favourite bands ever 
<laughs> but then let me let me move this on to another. Mm. Um, my point is that in. It shouldn't be wrong for me to ride a lady's bike in the 21st century, where we're supposed no. to be equal. No, yes. I would agree with but you. But what about this? You will have seen my uh, juicy couture zip top that I sometimes wear. Yeah, Do you know it? Brown <laughs> velour? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with its work. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've often... Um, well, I realised early on that it was it was a, a, a lady's top. It was a gift from a, a very dear friend of mine, but it's a lady's top. I How could... early on did you realise that? Because I could have told you before you even bought it. Well, I didn't buy it, like I say. And oh. I, I, like, I like it, and I found yeah. that when I zip it, is that it zips the other way around to all my other zip tops, my whole selection of zip right. tops, which obviously, you know, in the age of my hooded top collection, is, is multifarious. Mm. So, you know, it's that I didn't know that women zip the other way as well as um, bottom the other way. Oh. Did you say well, that? I don't think I was aware of that either. But you work, in, you, you work for no. InStyle magazine. No, I'm, I'm talking about deputy editor level. <laughs> I'm not talking about someone who's pen pushing. <laughs> deputy editor level. No, but Frank, A, a lot of clothing is unisex now, I think you'll find. Although, may I, may I just say, with regards to the juicy couture velour, mm. I wouldn't call that unisex. You wouldn't? No, I would call that full-on wag. You've gone a bit brummy wag. Oh, no, I was thinking, I thought I, I looked like early jailer. <laughs> I think that's what I little... like about it. It's a man of the... Pa- I'm still Jenny from the mm. block. You haven't got the little tights, velour tracksuit bottoms to match, have you? No, no, I haven't oh, good, got, I haven't good, got okay. those, but I'm not saying I wouldn't wear them. Oh, God. But what's the, po- what's the point of women bottoning the other way? Well, I don't that's know to that. Do zipping with... seems very odd. That's true. I, I, I can't say. <laughs> really? What? Is it, yeah. It's not a rude thing, oh. is it? Oh, I think it is, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> it be- oh, okay, we better put some more music on. I was wondering... Draw off the do- picture now. <laughs> is it to do with riding side saddle that you have to go the way that your bottoms are... Because otherwise, if the if the wind gets inside the cardigan, you could be... you could be. Well, that's true. You could be hoisted. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm confused. Someone out there will now be... I feel... I honestly think that, we're, that Listen, our listeners are better than Google. They well, actually, everything. 116 has said, women button and zip the other way. It dates back to when women had maids to dress them. Because That's clever, because it's yes, it's the other way around. I can see why they do that. Yeah. It reminds me of an episode of um, Colombo mm. when a man had been murdered and then deliberately dressed in his, his squash gear by the murderer. I think the murderer was, would have been someone like um, Peter Ustinov. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Famous. And and the reason that Colombo spotted it is because the laces were tied the other way because the bloke had tied them. Obviously, for the murderer had tied them. Do you see? Mm. Wow! But that doesn't quite. Because surely men had people dress. I'm going to play a track I really okay. like, and then we can, okay. then we can, think <laughs> some more. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Any news from the outside world? Well, we've had quite a few texts since. Some about bikes. Some about uh, velour tops. Some about teeth whitening. Lovely. Um, re-teeth whitening. Circa 16th century, black teeth were considered a status symbol due to the high price of sugar i.e. peasants had the whiter teeth. Oh, so was the Queen Mother from the 16th century. <laughs> weren't the Queen, the Queen Mother's teeth, I think, were made of wood, weren't they? They always looked like they were made of wood. 
I and imagine so that was an early, early dental plate. So I guess when they had donuts in those days, they would, instead of licking their lips, they would leave the sugar on their lips to show how wealthy they were. And It depends on the time of the year. You don't want wasps around your mouth like a, like, like a park bin. You know, a, you know a park bin in the summer. Park <laughs> bin mouth? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, we've had some other texts in, haven't we, Gar, about uh, dressing. Hmm. Nick in Detroit has just said, Good morning, Emily, Gareth and Frank. I've been in the belief that this goes back to the medieval days when all swordsmen drew with their right hand and their sword was on their left side. If the buttons were opposite, the sword could catch on the shirt. Well, I like that, the sword catching on the shirt. That'd be, that'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it, if you get your, <laughs> get your sword caught in your waistcoat? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe so. But mm. I, I, I think I like the, the servant girl yeah. doing mm. the... It's not called my bluff. I think the explanation I like the best. So it's a West African flute. It's a type of horse. Or it's a bouffant hairdo from the 18th century. Frank Muir. Well, I think that uh, people turning on now think, oh, it's uh, some old uh, Radio 4 archive show. I'll settle down to this. And then we'll end up playing something like Noah and the Whale, and they'll have a seizure. Mm. What Gareth else? Thing. Gareth was all over the cycles, weren't you? I was all over the cycles. Yeah. No? No. Okay. I don't think so. Um, it's one of those like, moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, as a woman who rode her dad's racing bike in her younger years, I can honestly say that hitting the crossbar whilst astride the bike is agony for us too. There you go. Oh. That's from Double Four One. Well, that's fair enough. Mm. Um, it's never nice to be hitting the crotch wherever you are. That's what we should learn from this. Okay. I think that's absolute new slogan. <laughs> What's their old slogan? What is? Is there an absolute slogan? Absolute um, radio. Yeah, but that's not a slogan. It's more of a title. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, Emerald, Emerald, the producers. Uh, do they have a slogan? Absolute. Yeah. They don't. They haven't come up with a slogan yet. I'm I not like going to. That is no. not our phone in no. because I don't want to be responsible for reading out stuff like. No more. No, I just said no in the way because it's next on the list. I didn't. Yes. I'm, I'm fine with no in the way, even yeah. though it is a bit of a biblical juxtaposition. Because <laughs> obviously it was Jonah in the way, so you're down in the ark. But um, <laughs> that's fine. Mm. Um, what about the? Uh, what about the cringing? Oh yeah. What about the itching? Yeah, that's I get very itching in this. Uh, in this. Uh, Studio. It's, it's, it's someone. Someone brings their dog in, don't someone they? Someone does bring their dog in. Yeah. Oh, that's Leona, isn't it? Oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we carry on with the radio show at some point? <laughs> I think so. Yes. So, um, scientists have said that cringing actually oh, hurts. We got there in the end. You know, when you're on a very long journey with your parents and you keep saying, "Are we there yet?" It was like that. I just mm. wanted to stop for a drink of water. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they've said that things like, you know, how the office is very cringeworthy. Um, scientists have studied. Cringeworthy it. sounds like a character from Danger Mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what do you think, cringeworthy? Well, <laughs> is it cringe? Oh, what do you mean? Scientists have said that the same part of your brain that actually feels pain is activated when you cringe, when you see something really um, embarrassing. Um, they call cringing um, social embarrassment by proxy. So when you see right. something really embarrassing happening to someone else... I'll see you're embarrassed on you their feel, behalf. Yeah, mm. And we would say that you felt it was painful to watch. It is actually... Our brain thinks it's painful. 
That's that's so, so, so cringing in a way is, is a nice thing because you're feeling is for that empathetic. person. Empathetic. Yeah, yeah, empathetic. Mm. I watched, um, I don't know if you saw this, but outside number 10 Downing Street, they had some um, sort of soccer skills demonstration and it was <laughs> anything that's in the street organised by some sort of sport for all organisation that involves cones being down and soccer skills <laughs> mm. absolutely sends me into desperate cringe oh, mode <laughs> I watched it for about four oh my god it was oh. my pelvic floor was like a snare drum <laughs> it, had tight, it had tightened honestly so, so much and and I do get that when I when I cringe. I, I think it's 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 kept my stomach in good shape all these years because I cringe at so many things. It honestly, I'm I'm highly, I'm 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 rarely uh, watching the telly sitting upright. <laughs> so many. That's, I'm just trying to think of some of my cringe. Great any any rapping yeah. at all done by a non-rapper. Oh, oh, that that's the worst absolutely, thing. absolutely unbearable. That and. Um, I'm a rapper, Gareth, my name. Ugh. Yeah, even that, you see, I felt, yeah. I felt the Oh, some of the... Oh, God. Uh, what about um, a policeman joining in with the dancing at the Notting Hill Carnival? Oh. No, I, oh. I can't even thinking oh. about it. Oh. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, I tell you what makes me cringe. Like we talked about how watching other people in embarrassing situations makes you cringe. Mm. What I do is I remember my own embarrassing situations uh-huh. and cringe, sort of seeing myself in a little embarrassing film Retrospective of my cringing. life. His yeah, voice has gone a bit froggy, clearly. <laughs> Sorry, yes, gone. No, I like to, I like to see how long you can go. You, only, you only get a news reader and they get, the throat starts to go and you think, oh, God, well, I, hope there's no, I hope there's no video for another minute and a half. And they go... It's gr- oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm worried this story might be a bit cringy in itself, but I'm going well, to plough it. Let's hope so. <laughs> it's little, an example of cringe on so many levels. Mm. Um, we had the health visitor around recently to come and see Ethan. They check out your house, make Ethan sure everything is Ethan in, is in order. Ethan uh, is small child. That's yeah. right. And um, we they were check out your house for what? To Sorry? sort of see everything's safe and to the see bungalow. that every health is Didn't okay. Really? Yeah, Ethan's health well, is what okay. What can happen in a bungalow? In the bungalow, it can fall down the floor, <laughs> fall into the loft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there a loft in the bungalow? Yeah. The, well, then it is no bungalow, sir. <laughs> Why, you lied to me, sir. It ain't no bungalow at all. There's no steps. You need steps. Yeah, but, but when people have their loft inverted... No, I'm just going to do one story. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, we had the health visitor around, and um, we were a little bit worried about the potty because... We'd bought him a potty. He's not potty training yet. Oh, I thought you meant if he found your stash of potty. Because <laughs> <laughs> then the child might be taken away if you're, if you're, our, if you're the drug addictos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't because we we've been we've been getting Ethan to sit on it to prepare him for potty training and it doesn't seem quite big enough. Oh, the potty, the potty. He's a big child. He's though. a big child, and mm. we were worried that maybe we've got a small potty. So we showed her the potty, and Laura. We didn't know how to say. We think he might be a bit big for it, and um, Laura said, "Oh, and you know we don't know about." Um, and and the health visitor said, "Oh no, it's fine for them to sit at that age. They'll learn to do it standing up later." And had assumed we were worried about him standing up, standing going up. into the for the toilet in the potty. And um, but you were worried about dimensions. We were worried about yeah. something else. And I, the fact that she thought we were, we were really worried that he wouldn't be able to go to the toilet standing up 
Oh, that makes me cringe. Does it? Memory. While you I'm were fine telling... with it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> good. I think it's quite a wistful tale. <laughs> when he was telling that anecdote, he his b- whole body changed. I, so. I don't like being misunderstood. That oh. woman is going to go on for the rest of her life thinking that we were worried about whether he'd be able to go to the toilet standing up, well, and we weren't. How, didn't you say we're not worried about him going to the toilet no, standing up, Mrs Edwards? That's what I should have done. Yeah, <laughs> but now you've let it go. I tell you, I'll get another. Can I just do one other thing that makes me yeah, cringe? Yeah, Any sort of light-hearted 1950s tribute. <laughs> Anything like men in um, teddy boy suits and those sort of Elvis top of the heads, you oh, know what yeah. I mean, when you get that. Well, it's, not like a, it's not like a wig, it's like a full top of the head. I hate that. I once yeah. saw a Brotherhood of Man, and they did a they did a Grease medley. <laughs> and um, I don't know about any medleys in general make me cringe. <laughs> well, any rendition of Grease Lightning makes me cringe <laughs> in the yeah. extreme. And I, I watched and to see Brotherhood of Man do it, I remember thinking to myself. I actually said to the person next to me, perhaps not completely appropriately, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> not not often said. Of Brotherhood of Man, I, I think I think it's uh, true to say. Frank Skinner. It's the end of the world, REM. Can I establish that it's not a that wasn't a news flash? <laughs> Somebody tuned in. Then it's the end of the world. I mean, before I'd said REM, they could have been out um, doing whatever people would do if they thought it was the, the end of the world. Um, I know what I'd do. I'd be, I'd be straight to uh, the cake shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think there'd be no, nothing shop. could stop you then. Could it? <laughs> yeah. And what I'd want is one of those um, eclairs. Those sort of oh, chocolate I love an but there's ones that have got sort of um, they're sort of closed rather than open. You know, some have got a slight split. In I the know top, exactly what you but mean. Some are completely closed, and I like those. I like the chocolate <laughs> on the top of them. It's not like it's not like normal chocolate. It's it's like sort of molten plastic. They're verboten to me at the moment, though. Oh, they are. Whilst I'm on the all-white diet. Oh, yeah, strictly verboten. You have yeah. to suck the insides out. Yeah. You yeah, you could have the cream. I can't have the chocolate unless I'm a medieval peasant with all <laughs> chocolate teeth. Oh, it'd be awful. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I did look at you, actually. You I'm did sorry. immediately. Oh, Frank, I love your teeth. You don't. Um, no, I don't. Uh, Steve from Leeds. Yes. Morning, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Giant inflatable snowmen and Santas outside people's houses at Christmas make me cringe. <laughs> yes. And, uh, those people who really go for it on the Christmas <laughs> front. That's something I like. Often with a cringe, it's a borderline thing for me. Yeah. Mm. 886 says, hello, standing next to someone in a self-serve till in supermarket when the lady in their computer screams, card not accepted. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. She doesn't say it like that. Does Can I do not? it how she says yes, it? Yeah. She says... Um, Card not accepted. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Should do voiceover. Mm. It's just for that. He, you said that in yeah. quite an angry way. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Should do voiceover. Yeah, you can see another, another career for. Um, you could do voiceover, actually. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> don't tell Sandy War. Chris in Sibford feeding cattle. I suppose for you TV and ra- radio types it's normal, but for us mere mortals, hearing your own voice played back to you is truly horrible. Now, that's funny, Frank, because one of my cringe-worthy moments is when someone uses the phrase, us mere mortals. <laughs> mm. I just can't bear it. How brilliant that someone has sent in a cringe text which includes a cringe. Oh, but he's, I don't mean to be horrible, Chris. Good yeah. luck with the cattle. <laughs> yeah, although you couldn't say you're still feeding cattle without a little bit of content. 
No, I, I thought that no. was a, lov- it's a lovely it's sort of Richard nice. Briers uh, yeah. moment there. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone's got to feed the cattle or... Um, Mm. Where are the um, meat medallions going to come from in restaurants? <laughs> I love a meat medallion. I'm, I'm always the first time I had one of them. I was so disappointed it wasn't on a string. So Emily's been um, on another one of her big um, fashion trips. I've been away. I've been to I New York. I love that people pay for you to go to these things. It's exciting. Well, no, this it? wasn't one of my fashion. You don't know oh, much about it? it. No, no, oh. this was personal. Oh, was it? So yeah. you paid? Well, yes, in, in a way. Oh, sorry, if I asked quite the wrong question. <laughs> um, Emily goes to New York this time, it's personal. Yeah. This was a personal trip, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise mm. that. Well, I've, I've made something of a fool of myself. <laughs> However, I will continue. Hold on. Oh, I just cringe. Did you <laughs> cringe? Oh, Frank, don't cringe. I just thought of another cringe, but I'll oh, tell you later. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was, so I went away, but it, things weren't very good when I arrived because I arrived at customs. I was only there for about four or five days. Hmm. Um, and I arrived with friends. One of my friends was a celebrity. You might be able to guess who it is Bob Hoskins. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, God, you, I was going to go Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> When I arrived at customs, when I arrived at customs, um, I, we got sent into this strange channel which said diplomats. I don't know why I ended up diplomats. there. Diplomats? Yes. Wow. But then I was feeling all really pleased. This was cringe. This was so cringe. I'm feeling so pleased I'm in the diplomatic channel. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't be? And the guy, as I arrived, the guy says to me, are you a diplomat, ma'am? <laughs> I said, no. Per- you should have said that's a bit of a personal. <laughs> <laughs> Move along, my man. And then you'd have assumed that you were. You should never ask a lady if she's a diplomat. I said, no. He said, are you a VIP? <gasps> I mean, really? Emily D. I said... He wasn't very diplomatic <laughs> when he was on the diplomat queue. I said, not really. Oh, not really? Oh, well, I was trying that's to very, be British and self-deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes to call themselves a VIP. Yeah. Well, I, I know people who do, and I, actually, <laughs> Emily would have been on that list. <laughs> so he said... I don't well, like not really. I remember having a conversation with someone once, and they said, oh, God, have you ever walked in a pine forest at, like, you know, very, very early in the morning and smelled the pine? And this guy said, not really. <laughs> and I said, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> have you walked sort of mid-morning in a pine forest, or have you just walked early, but only around the periphery of a pine forest? And he, he thought I was being pedantic. Well, then he said, Frank, he said, um, what do you do? Oh, well, that made me also... Well, by that point, I thought, well, I have to say something slightly celebrity-based, otherwise mm. he's just going to completely reject me down Something. from the diplomatic channel. Mm. So I said, well, I work on a radio show. I named it the radio show. Isn't that well, awful? I, I Cringe. Mean, God bless you, but <laughs> I, I couldn't see it. What, which airport was this? <laughs> this was Kennedy. This is JFK. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's got much uh, pull, has it, there? The, uh, I our, said, I work on show. a radio show. He went, oh, really? Are you a celebrity? I went, no. He went... You work on a radio show and you're not a celebrity? Why not? Which I, I'd like to ask that question <laughs> to you two, actually. Well, that's, that's the phone-in. That's the text-in. The text-in, text yeah, sorry. If I, we don't want people phoning. I don't think we have the facilities here at Absolute No, radio. I don't think so. No, but um, we don't want people phoning. I don't think we have the facilities. That is the Absolute slogan. <laughs> Someone sent in the Absolute slogan, didn't they? Yeah, they did. This one. What was it again? Discover Real Music? I believe it was. Discovering real music, yes. Not discovering, don't add the ing. Discover, uh. Discover real music, it's more yeah. of a command. Yeah. And it suggests some sort of conspiracy with fake music. Well, there's a lot of fake not, music out there. A, 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that um, we don't play on Absolute Radio, which I'm glad we don't play. Let's put it that way. I don't want to name names. <laughs> uh, we play music which is proper from the very core of the soul music. Let me, let me give you a, an, an example. Well, Frank, I, I want to carry on talking about New York, but I'm a bit torn because we have had some good cringy emails in well. Well, let's, let's hear those, cr yeah. those cringy texts. Yes, have, having to sing old Lang Syne, especially with the arms crossed, shaky arm thing. Yeah, that... Yeah. yeah. I, see, I like an old Lang Syne, <laughs> and I like, I like the arm crossed, but I, I always sense that people either side of me, I can feel yeah. a cringe. <laughs> I can feel it like an electrical current, because I, I will impose a, um, an old Lang Syne. Oh, really? Um, oh, I do you? You seem an old Lang Syne imposer. Yeah. Uh, well, I always think that a year could go horribly wrong if you don't start it with an old Lang Syne. Mm. My mm. dream was to... Um, do you remember that... Um, Where's your mama gone? Do you remember that yeah. song? What was yeah. the name of that band? Uh, Pickety Witch, was it? I, I think it was Pickety Witch. Yeah. The lead singer of that um, had that thing... To, you know, people used to be allergic to the 20th century. Oh. They had that thing, they had all that plastic and everything. Like oh, the like Bo in the Bubble. The Boy in the Bubble. And they used mm. to say they were allergic to the 20th mm. century. So well, my dream was to do Old Lang Syne at her house as the year 2000 <laughs> came in. And as we're doing it, she emerges from the bedroom and goes, oh, God, I feel so much better. <laughs> I, that would have been, like, one of the great talking points of ever. I don't believe allergic to the 20th century. I think that's emotional Just and like tired lactose, and exhausted. Lactose yeah, intolerant. I don't believe it. sceptical, sceptical. Um... Frank, uh, we've also had no name, I'm afraid, but four three seven describes this as the annual cringe fest. A bunch of TV newsreaders on stage dressing like rock stars and headbanging. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, know I can't bear that, name. Frank. Are we talking children in need? I think we are. I think children in need. I think has quite a big edge over comic relief on the cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, more, you're more at home in a nylon wig and a, and a badly fitting t-shirt and a bucket <laughs> for children in need. Uh, it's a sort of a. Uh, I, I, can I say there was, there was a there is a times when cringing someone can be on the verge of making you cringe mm. and making you sing out loud with joy. There mm. can be those things. Mm. I went to this do and it was to um, I, I, I'd got a book coming out and it was like a, an enormous book launch for all these books that had come out by the same publisher. So there's loads of people there who got books out. Mm. And we all had to go up and talk for about five minutes about our book and explain yeah. what it was about and be light-hearted, hopefully get a few laughs. Mm. And um, Chris Eubank got up and several people, that me and Bob Harris, even Anne Robinson had done, you know, light-hearted speeches. Yeah. It was lovely. He got up and read a selection of poetry <laughs> from the First World War. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I cringed, but I also, in the midst of my cringe, I punched the air because it was, it was, it was a, a four. Yeah. He, he, he treads a fine line at the best. Of, he's often in the, in cringe territory, yeah. but I thought his his head appeared above the parapet of greatness. So had, it, had he released a collection of them, or what no. had he got to do with it? No, he did the naming of parts. I remember was the one that sticks in my mind because I remember the end of parts um, was was it was like a fabulous um, Handel's water music type display mm. of saliva. It was uh, <laughs> Dolce Decorum Eft. But I think exactly, I might have even done that. But yeah, there was it, it was so. that moment when when uh, cringe moves into greatness. <laughs> oh, loved it. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Frank, can we straighten out one of the most crucial things that's come up this morning, which was the Where's Your Mama Gone song, which mm. was Chubby Chubby Cheap Cheap. Yes. It was sung by Middle of the Road, not Pickety Witch. You're right. Jan says. Well, it's once not me. Again, not me, it's Jan. Once I've made, I've, I've made a very great fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Um, Seth That's because po- I'm discovering real music. Sorry. Yeah. Seth the Posty and Solihull says the most cringeworthy thing is people who say, for my sins, after things. <laughs> oh, I hate for my sins. You know what I really... most makes me cringe yeah. in, in any way, shape or form when yeah. people say that. Oh, oh, I don't like that. No. I thought you were actually saying that and I cringed a bit. <laughs> oh, no, if I... What? I'm cringing now at the thought that you actually thought I said it. <laughs> As an example, when it was an example of a... I had, when I was in New York, I'll be saying that a lot over the next few weeks, get used to it. When I was in um, New York, um, I had a singing waiter, and that made me cringe. So I was in a diner, and you'd be sitting there, and then he'd be wandering off, and you'd say, oh, what are the specials? Go, I'll be back with you in one moment, ma'am. And then he'd be singing the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy over there. And, and then I wanted to ask him for another coffee, and he was mid-performance. Oh, he was singing, don't stop believing. I was like, can I get a refill over here, please? Oh, it was awful. Oh, it uh, look, me forgive me for, for topping <laughs> topic your cringe story, but I was in a bar, in, well, a sort of cafe in Euro Disney, yeah. and the staff got on the bar and did Grease Lightning. <laughs> wow. So, obviously, I couldn't, I couldn't swallow. <laughs> I mean, I was I was so contracted. I looked like. Do you remember the bloke on um, TFI Friday whose stomach looked like an elephant? Do you remember Chris that? Evans, in the he's freak? not that bad. No, no, he's he's, he's uh, oh no. No, the, um, the polka dot conceals it. Yeah. Um, do you I know. That I know. Guy? It was free yes, call you need. Yeah. That's what my stomach went like. It was as tense and as tight as it's ever been. Oh, it's awful that kind of thing. Um, oh. Chris says, I don't know about cringing, but listening to Gareth saying the word potty in that slightly childlike way <laughs> makes me angry. Oh, <laughs> Which I, you know, in my defence, it's difficult to say potty in a very grown-up way because we don't yeah. often use that yeah. word in grown-up society. No, is, is there a sort of... A, I know what they mean, because uh, I, um, I reprimanded a guy for, for using the word kiddies. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is with kiddies. And I said, oh, God, you to call them kiddies. <laughs> and, and a few people went, oh, come on, what's wrong with that? And I got sort of as if I was yeah. being an old curmudgeon. Oh. But now, no, potties, like kiddies, righty. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, not righty. Righty is absolutely, that's a brilliant thing to say. No, but people with kiddies mm. uh, do tend to say, use a slightly childlike yes. way sometimes. No, it's I, true, I, it's I, true. No, you lose the grip on what's appropriate to talk about in society mm. that's true as my po- whole potty story what did you think by the way did you think because you've cho- you've gone for a quite trad name with Ethan Ethan what did you because Mylene Class had a baby she called it Hero yes and some <laughs> people were quite critical of it Frank what will its surname be not Class Hero Class no it won't be Class Hero Class she could have called <laughs> it Business <laughs> <laughs> oh I'd call a child that yes love it I think, no. I think people are divided between the people who think we don't need another hero and people have been holding out for a hero. Yeah, well, that's Aww. true. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to the headlines if um, in in some future, say in 18 years' time, he gets dumped and the woman who dumps him then goes out with the Hollywood actor Zero Mostel. <laughs> <laughs> That would be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that easy because Zero Mostel died, yeah. I believe, in the nineties. But even so, maybe there's a Zero Mostel Junior. The way they do that, that makes me cringe a bit. L J Wagadorn the third, that kind of. There's been a bit of a theme about baby feeding this week, in that people twittering, babies being mentioned in people's Twitter feeds. 
Because um, oh, pe- it meant baby feeding. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, because it's called Twitter feeds, and um, we're there. Um, I um, Mylene defended because people said the name was bad on Twitter. Hero. What hero? Yes, of oh, course, because right. the internet is a place to say what you hate. Mm. And um, I sense you're you're liking Hero, aren't you? I think Hero's. Quite I think lo- it's lovely. You're pro Hero. She yeah. said she, it was from Much Ado About Nothing because that's her favourite character. Yeah. Mm. I oh. think that lets you down if if, if you're someone. <laughs> Be cringing, right? No, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I thought it was a, a motto for life. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I'm sure, like because she's of the age where the film of Much Do About Nothing has come out with Kenneth Branagh and Emma oh. Thompson. I think it just makes you seem, yeah, that's where she's got it from. Yeah, not that. I wish she'd have opted for Titus Andronicus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Titus Andronicus class is something I would like to fly on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Belle Baldwin? Who wow. is that? That's Holly Willoughby's new baby. <laughs> oh, mm. so I thought it, I thought it was the someone who ran a factory on Coronation <laughs> Street. <laughs> the progeny of Mike, I thought. Belle I don't Baldwin. know about Belle Baldwin. Is that after Stanley Baldwin? She's quite a fan of his. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it is. Yeah, and Alexander Graham Bell yeah. because um, she's done a lot of phonies. <laughs> over the year. Um, she's. Um, I think that's all right. Didn't she? She was Twitter involved, wasn't she? No. Yeah, no, she was as well. Both um, Fern Cotton and Philip Schofield were tweeting heavily about her baby. You went a bit like a tabloid journalist for tweeting heavily. <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, Philip Schofield. I'm not sure about Philip. I, I can't What do you mean? I, the white Silver hair. Silver fox. I don't, I don't like that. It's white, though, isn't it's it? It's Cliffordian, is it's, what it it's is. It's very Marie Antoinette. The white. <laughs> I think he's still reeling from that time the French mob threw vegetables at his overly ornate stagecoach, <laughs> Philip Schofield. That's that's the look he has about him. Now, I don't know. The, the whole Holly Willoughby, Fern Cotton... Mm. I mean, wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall when they just sat around and <laughs> chatted what that would be about? Mm. Well, you can read it on Twitter. Yeah, much. so what did they have to word say about the, about the Labour? I mean, what's to say? Um, She's sweating up. <laughs> no news yet from at Holly Wills. Was one of um, Philip Schofield's ones? No news yet. No news yet. Well, you? That's, that's kind of how I imagine the conversation would be going, the three of them in a room. Yeah. <laughs> well, no news yet. Mm, hey, speaking of the news, I saw this dog on a skateboard at the end of the news the other night. <laughs> oh, Philip, you never. Oh, sacre bleu, but the mob. They don't understand at Versailles. We must leave it away. Oh, anyway. For so my sins. I bet, I bet Pippi likes her for my sins. That's not going to... Uh, Philip Schofield's sins would be all okay. day. <laughs> Running through. So I don't like the idea of a birth on Twitter, though. Although I no. have to say, I, in, the, in the off chance I have a child, I have already done a deal with MySpace. Have you? Oh, really? As, yeah. a, as a comeback. That's great, Frank. My, I'm, I'm fighting for MySpace. Shall I we th- make it cool again? Yeah, I think We're it's, the people to do it, let's face it. I think it's the, the Matalan of the social networks. <laughs> That's the slogan that uh, they should get. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in uh, about cringing from John from Manchester. I get a massive cringe when you ask someone what job they do and they answer, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah. Also... (laughs) You're right. Uh, Hold on a minute. (sighs) There you go, that was a cringe, live cringing here on Absolute Radio, (laughs) the home of real cringing. (laughs) Hmm. I always Um, wish those people would actually kill me. Yeah. uh, and have, you know, that's yeah. the point in the conversation. But before they say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
John from Manchester also says he once heard Bruce Forsyth use the phrase bra and panties on air once and he's never been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that horrible? At least it was on air. <laughs> it's not the thing you want to hear him say if he suddenly sat next to you surprisingly on a train. Say he was back on his way back from the toilet and it was just an opportunist moment. And he just sat down and went, brown and panties. <laughs> Pete in London also says that business meetings do slightly cringe at the go-round-the-table-self-introduction moment. Oh, I feel sick thinking about it. I don't know, I don't really have business No, meetings. you don't have. People do that for you. It's horrible. People do it for me? Yes. Yeah, I send, some, I send a man in to do my, <laughs> my name and what I like. Is it, I'm Frank and I like tennis. Is it that kind of thing? Yeah, you just say where you're from and who you are. Do you have to say any likes, your interests, or any little... No! You have to say, what, you have to say what you do. Yeah. What I thought people is. said their brand, you know what I mean? My brand. Yeah, you might say your brand as well. What is your brand? Install Magazine is my brand. No, but people have like oh, a Oh, I see, slogan. my personal brand. Yeah? Mine oh. in class, what you do about nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Philip Schofield, let them eat cake. <laughs> Everyone has their, their, their Emily set Dean, thing. Hidden Shallows. <laughs> yeah, um, shallows. Yeah, very that's excellent. me. It's my brand. Gareth Richards. <laughs> Gareth Richards. Live your dreams. Dream your life. Huh? What's that? I don't know. Really. That's oh, a weird brand. Sense. I, I could imagine that like on it? sportswear. <laughs> So, Frank, when I was in New York, again, <sighs> I will be saying this quite a lot. Um, I'm getting jet-lagged this morning. <laughs> I'm in New York so much. One thing that I did find quite stressful was staying in a very... Um, well, not staying in a nice hotel. That aspect wasn't remotely stressful. No. But staying in a hotel that was a bit cool and young and trendy. So mm. when you go to the lobby, it's a bit like a nightclub. There's like a, Well, mm. it is a nightclub, essentially. It's a very cool bar where people come in and out of... And I didn't like that because I felt quite stressed. Every time I'd come down, I'd come down to reception and I'd I want to ask for a map or something. I think, well, I have to do my hair and makeup. <laughs> I don't quite... It, it's not good. I think I, you need those areas to be separate. I don't, mm. don't want to live in a nightclub when I'm there for a week because I don't always yeah, look great, true. believe it or not. No, I can, I can sympathise. I stayed in a place called the High Hotel, H-I, yeah. mm. in, uh, in Nice. Oh. And, uh, oh, God, it was trendy. Oh, that's It was so trendy. That they had um, CDs that you could borrow mm. in the uh, in the foyer, and I thought, well, I'll go and get some. There might be something I like. Mm. So uh, there were there were very sort of obscure dance type things that meant nothing to me. But the, I, I picked them up <laughs> to check them out. But it was so gloomy in there that because <laughs> because light isn't very cool. <laughs> And of course, so I'm holding this, these very, very trendy CDs at arm's length for a start-off so I can read the small print. But I couldn't... I, I'm looking around the ceiling for a pool of light. To st so eventually I find, like, a spotlight and I'm standing... And you just think, don't... But that man shouldn't be even touching that CD if he can't read without bright light and, and some sort of extended arm yeah. thing. It, oh, man, it's... It, is difficult. <laughs> me and um, me and Laura also went away this week for a short break. We didn't go quite as far as New York. Oh. We'd booked somewhere close by, cause, so because it was the first time leaving Eton overnight. Oh, well, I think we should. I think we should have the travel. Before, oh yeah, I, like, this, really? this sounds to well, be how like, topical oh. the travel thing. This, this isn't a. <laughs> it's not a remark. It's an adventure. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. <laughs> that was uh, that was Paul Simon. You can call me Al. 
Well, 977 says this song makes me cringe. <laughs> oh, well, that's sorry for any Paul Simon fans. But, um, yeah, mm. it doesn't make me cringe as much as... No, I can't say. <laughs> I will say. I think it's the Jim Proudfoot trailer when he talks about Yuri. Mm. I oh, can't. Fine. I think it's a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what is this? 491 says I cringe at bare feet. No, no, put them away. Bare feet? Well, it bare depends feet. on the bare feet. Mm-hmm. I don't like a hairy toe on a man, but some women's feet are, are beautiful. They're like um, alabaster. Mm. <laughs> Frank, uh, Craig says, I cringe when aspirational reality TV programmes play M People Search for the Hero or Christina Aguilera, You Are Beautiful No Matter What They Say, whilst morbidly obese people cry their eyes out. Mm. That's from Craig. Craig McGee. Looking forward to the uh, Britain's Got Talent uh, series starting tonight there, Craig. Mm. If you're beautiful, no matter what they say, probably not beautiful. Oh, well, body yeah, fascist Gareth over there. Yeah. I, I can find Just beauty in everyone, I like to mm. think. Oh. That's what I like to think. Um... Gareth, whilst I was talking about New York and Frank was talking about um, a hotel, some posh hotel somewhere. Nice. Yes, Nice. Nice. Uh, Where were you talking about? Um, We went to the New Forest. um, It's okay, okay, Frank. You know, it's quite a big area. Mm. But um, we knew it was, we didn't want to go too far away because it was the first time we left our son Ethan by himself with um, my parents. You weren't tempted by Disneyland. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, and um, so we put it in the sat nav where we would go 17 minutes away. 17, <laughs> 17 minutes, that's what I call a dirty weekend. <laughs> well, sorry, am I, am I imposing a dirty weekend on you? No, it was um, Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> oh, okay, but it was filthy. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, no, actually, it was quite clear because one of the stipulations that Laura had for where we stayed is she wanted to have. She had stipulations? Oh, yes. <laughs> She's a teacher, they always have oh, stipulations. Yeah. She wanted to have a bath. Okay. Oh. About time. So whatever you, whatever you were going to do, she felt there'd be a need to marinate afterwards. Yeah. Well, goodness me! Or before? Um, no, but she because a bath. well, no, because with when you've got a young child, there's just no time for a bath. There's no time to relax and have a bath. When, I see. You know, just have short, sharp showers. I never, I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh. So and so we arrived in the room, no bath. I oh. phoned ahead to check there was to a arrange bath. a bath. What happened? Um, well, I suddenly I felt the 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 um, pressure to complain effectively, mm. and me and Laura asked ourselves, "What would Emily do?" Did you in this situation? Oh, so how was the Ritz? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went somewhere much better. No, Good. we didn't. No, we stayed. Oh. No, we took. But, but did but you complain? I, I phoned up and and she said, "Oh, um, sorry, we haven't got any rooms with bars. I'd move if I could, but there aren't any." I don't believe that. No, I think she's swabbing you off. That me I complain <laughs> as a matter of course. When I get to a hotel, you know, you're meant to do that. Really? So when you get to your room, there'll always be a better room, always. <laughs> you just say, where would Madonna stay if she was staying here? And, if, and then you say, well, I happen to know she's not in town. Can I have her room? <laughs> well, I went out with a woman exactly like that. When we checked into a hotel room, I didn't even take my coat off. <laughs> I knew it would just be a matter of time. So did they bring a tin bath off for you? No, well, the first night, I went down and spoke to her personally and said how important it was. But they really, I think they really didn't have... But the next night, they gave us the bridal suite. 
Mm. Which oh, that's did nice. have a nice bar, so that was it. Did pay off the complaint. Oh, I don't know that high hotel I stayed at. They, I, I, I booked a suite when we got there. It was just a small room, <clears throat> and mm. I said, "Oh, I don't care. You know, it'd be fine." Mm. And then we'd been there four days, and someone said, "You enjoying your suite?" I said, "Well, thank you for mentioning it, but it's not actually a suite." And they said, "Oh no, you've also got the room next door, <gasps> which was another small room." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and there was no adjoining door. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, what you've door. given me is two rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, no, so we explained it. I said, you didn't explain it. Oh, there's a suite. And they said, oh, well, oh, come, oh. and I thought, well, they're going to come up there with the, the bridal yeah. suite, the presidential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They said, well, would you like a bottle of wine? Oh, oh dear. Well, that's going to help. Never mix the grape and the grievance. That's mine. <laughs> anyway, um, you can download Not The Weekend podcast um, on Wednesday morning and beyond that, obviously. Uh, ben Jones is next. This is um, Paolo Nettini with 1010. I thought it was a her Jay <laughs> who did that. Um, Tina, bring me the axe. <laughs>